evening, America. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, family and friends around the world and the nation. How is everyone doing on this uh, blessed Monday evening? This is uh, Monday, July 25th. 2022 and you my friends are tuned in to another live edition of the sea report coming to you guys live on the foxhole app pilled.net rumble.com right and twitch.tv and clouthub.app if i'm not mistaken if you're joining us on any of those networks ladies and gentlemen any of those platforms Welcome, 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 and many thanks for being part of the live audience this evening. And uh, we, uh, I hope you guys are ready for a great show for tonight. Let me tell you what, guys. Kind of like, where do we begin with uh, as much activity as we've had? You know, very, very active the last few weeks. I'm sure I am not the first person that you've heard said that, and I am sure, ladies and gentlemen, that I am not the last person that will be saying those words before this year is through, before the summer's through, really, ladies and gentlemen, if you think about it. I mean, you know, they say things always kick into high gear around about summertime when thing, when the temperatures are much hotter and the tempers can get even hotter, as it were. Uh, but with uh, any uh, fortune, ladies and gentlemen, uh, tempers won't get that hot, right? They won't get that hot. So where do we begin? I can tell you exactly where we'll begin before we jump into today's report and whatever other uh, wordy shenanigans that I care to spout from my um, uh, First Amendment orifice. Ah, that's right. This is the First Amendment orifice, ladies and gentlemen. I speak it through my mouth. And I means what I say is, let's do a quick, um, let's do a quick uh, housekeeping here. Jump on over, ladies and gentlemen, to um, Shop Mr. C Promo Store. Uh, promotional. This is this is for the promo. All you got to do is go on over to. Uh, the, TheCReport.com, ladies and gentlemen. TheCReport.com and click on the store panel. And uh, there, ladies and gentlemen, you will be transported to the lovely world of ShopMrCTV.com where if you enter promo code 1776REBORN right now, you can receive a 17% discount off of all the merchandise over at ShopMrCTV.com. online store, whether it's apparel or glassware, uh, whether it's phone accessories or uh, socks and gifts to put under the stocking, whether you're looking for really nifty, fashionable, cool, and educational and fun, I might add, uh, attire for your children next school year. Heck, even if they're homeschooling, you won't get tired of seeing their threads every day with some Mr. C, the C Report, and Shop Mr. C TV swag on their backs. Even get them their, you even get your socks, ladies and gentlemen. But stop on over to Shop Mr. C TV uh, by visiting thecreport.com. And uh, support this broadcast, uh, support America. Heck, with some of these shirts, you can even support our president, President Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we'll be adding new designs to the shop soon. We've got a whole bunch in store for you guys. But in the meantime, why don't you pick up that 17% discount? 
at shop Mr. CTV, visit www.thecreport.com today. Click on store and enter 1776 Reborn in the promo code box and you can enjoy some of your favorite Mr. C wares. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now that we've gotten that out of the way, as it were, President Trump already popping up on my screen. I thought I had you there. Whoa, oh, 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 America first, President Trump. I'm sorry, it's America first. <laughs> I hope you guys are doing great today over there across all the interwebs and scattered throughout the internet. Uh, we got Aurelius Locke and just Josie popping up to say hello. Good afternoon, lady and gentleman. Hope you all are doing well today. And everyone else, if you're following us over at Rumble, at the Foxhole, at Pilled, at Twitch, at Clout Hub, please make sure that you give us a thumbs up or a rumble or a like or a red pill. And uh, most definitely appreciate it, guys. And don't forget, follow and subscribe. It's always free. It's always free. All right, guys. So a lot of stuff going on this weekend. We had a pretty busy weekend here on this side of the screen. Had family over. Had uh, Java co-hosting. Had uh, some, uh, what do we have? We had some uh, See in the Dark episode uh, this past eve, uh, past Saturday. Actually a pretty good one talking about transhumanism and uh, technocracy. Uh, and uh, you better believe it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Java will be back uh, for another episode of See in the Dark so we can ha continue this conversation into the technocratic, plausible futures that uh, these uh, insane transhumanists uh, just want everyone to abide by. So yeah, check that out. You can uh, check it out over at uh, the foxhole.app at the Mr. CTV channel. You can check it out over at Mr. C TV Rumble channel can bet and rest assured that those are two great places to catch some replays from the C Report and from Mr. C TV or just stop on over to anchor.fm slash the C Report, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I do post, I do post uh, the C Report episodes that you uh, have come to know and love uh, on your dailies um, over there to take it uh, to go in the ears. You know, pop it in the earbuds, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, it's it's driver friendly. It is uh, it's uh, um, jogger friendly, and it is uh, homework and uh, hobby friendly. Whenever you take the C Report to go and you listen to it on that podcast. Anchor.fm slash The C Report, ladies and gentlemen. You can catch it that way for sure as well, getting everything all nice and caught up in the world of the sea. Not the holy sea. That's a different kind of sea we're talking about. And not the high sea either, guys, okay? Uh, but you know, uh, the sea. Ladies and gentlemen, the C. Um, so we had a President Trump rally on Friday. Incidentally, uh, that was that was our C report for the weekend. Was on Friday. It was it was a good rally, President Trump? You know, when he runs late, he runs late. Uh, an hour behind, and um, an hour behind, and so he gave he gave everyone that was there in Prescott, Arizona, for that Save America rally, he gave them uh, he get extra inning or two 
of, uh, of uh, stories and anecdotes and, of course, of encouragement and inspiration to continue to fight for our republic, to continue to restore that republic, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, I, it kind of makes you wonder what it would have been like if he had followed the same... Uh, idea on January 6th, right? Like President Trump was an hour late. Can you imagine if he talked for an hour longer? Man, that January 6th unselect committee would have been like, we already set off the riot. No one's even here yet. You know, <laughs> that would have been an interesting one for the likes of Hoods Pelosi and the unselect committee to try and keep up with, of course, on Thursday, we had the eighth, count it, the eighth installment of the January 6th Unselect Committee <clears throat> hearing into the witch hunt trial of President John Donald J. Trump for inciting a false flag riot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that, United States government? Incite your own right and try and blame it on someone else? Well, you know, they'll get away with it if they can. But a lot of people have remarked, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking like the eighth installment. Now, I don't know about you guys, but a couple of months ago, you know, they said there were only going to be six episodes of this uh, limited series. Now it seems like they've gotten an extension from uh, the networks. They're like, all right, you did so miserably on your first six episodes. We're going to extend your contract for another six episodes. I don't know if it's going to be another six episodes, but it might as well be another six seasons since they won't be back until September to get more of their game plan to go. What were they doing for the like year and a half to almost two years between January 6, 2021 and now that they're only just now finding new evidence and new victims? I mean, um, a new, new uh, witnesses, ladies and gentlemen, new witnesses. Kind of sounds like this is coming uh, to be more than just your good old-fashioned kangaroo court, right? It sounds like it's becoming more than your good old-fashioned kangaroo court. It sounds like it's becoming a downright communist court. They're like, we'll keep these proceedings going as long as we can and as long as it takes for someone to lie. I mean, for someone to confess the truth of what happened that day. No duress. No, uh, no blackmail, no bribery. Uh, this is all organic in the head of Liz Lizard Cheney, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm sure Benny Thompson, right? I'm sure they'll all come down with COVID before this is said and done with. Embers Beach to you. Good evening. Thank you for gifting the cookie. Check your DM, Mr. C. Oh, well, thank you very much, Embers Beach to you. I will most definitely do that as soon as I have a moment. And good old Bill Tech is in the audience as well. Good evening, Bill Tech. Good to see you again tonight, sir. Uh, but, you know, whenever we come up on a Monday, ladies and gentlemen, and we're trying to catch up with the news of the weekend and anything that we forgot last week, and trust me, when it's a busy news cycle, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's easy to... Um, be remiss on a lot of things, right? Just to use the word remiss. The, the word remiss came to my head, even though I'm not even using it in the right context, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you don't mind. I'm not using it in the right context, but it's easy to miss a lot of things. Um, you know, I, I will tend to pop open 
the um well i mean it's the first thing that you see when you wake up in the morning right you wake up in the morning your eyes pop wide open and there is your internet browser <laughs> well i don't know if it's like that for everybody ladies and gentlemen but it happens to me sometimes okay you open up your internet browser and you're just kind of like what do the headlines have to lie to me about today so this is something i'll do sometimes right so let's let's take a real quick look at the internet browser here. Uh, this is this is the Mr. C internet browser, okay? <laughs> you guys are getting it here first at the C report, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and, and let's just see, you know, because sometimes, sometimes I can allow a browser just to take me away to today's stories, right? And most of the times that's not the way it goes though. I'll be quite honest with you. Most of the times that's not the way it goes. Most of the times it's like, I'm done with all of this bubkiss. Let's let's see what they got on their little, um, their little uh, uh, um, crime viewfinder. Let's call this the deep state crime viewfinder, right? This is where all the propaganda, legacy media come on out and they tell you their lies. Okay, so long COVID may cause hair libido loss as well as brain fog study show. Well, we already knew that. And what do they mean by long COVID? Is there another version of COVID that lasts longer than two weeks? I don't know. Anyways, uh, smuggling migrants at the border now a billion dollar business. Okay, let me take myself out of the picture so you guys can see it better. There you go. Okay, okay. there's something else that uh, we knew months ago, uh, legacy press, legacy media. I mean, are you guys just catching up? Or are you guys just slow on the uptake? Or is it, it's something else, guys. They're just, they're working against us. They're lying on purpose. Okay. Uh, let's see. California fire crews make progress against ferocious oak fire near Yosemite. Hmm. Biden feeling better as he seeks to show he is still working with COVID. He's like, I'm going to build back better my immune system here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to keep on working. Of course, if you are one of the progressive Marxist uh, people of color who are um, doing the best they can to analyze the situation, then you probably agree that uh, Biden working through COVID is symptomatic of white suppression or white supremacy or... I don't know, guys. I don't know how these people think, but they think pretty screwed up. And apparently Biden working through COVID is a sign that we have systemic racism here in America. Because let's face it, only white people work whenever they're sick, right? Okay, so I don't know what that's all about, right? Apparently we Mexicans don't want to uh, better our life. We'd rather just sleep all day, okay? Uh, let's see, what else we got? Frightening pool sinkhole that opened beneath swimmers at a party takes life of a man. I saw this headline actually. And uh, I was like, hey, that's the same guy that I saw over at the Gateway Pundit. There was this article at the Gateway Pundit. I could pull it open for you guys if you'd like, but it was like, what would it say? George Soros Open Foundations Society employee brags about having multiple sex partners at a gay event and then blames America for getting monkeypox and the gonorrhea. And I was like, that's him, right? I mean, okay, it's not him. It might be, actually, it might be him. And it would make sense that they would open up a sinkhole on him for blaming their own team against monkeypox and gonorrhea, okay? <laughs> Uh, you know, it could be him. It could be him. After a while, all these, uh, all these foppish, 
uh, foppish, uh, deep stater type of individuals, globalist individuals, they all start to look alike. They all start to look like Morlocks hiding just beneath the surface in like, I don't know, a water drain or something like that. Anyhow, Joe Biden's approval rating is down, but his net worth is sky high. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Why on earth would the legacy media be wanting to tell the truth about their own sins unless they were getting ready to flush them? Ladies and gentlemen, are you guys ready for President Harris? President heels up Harris, the only president that ever got to office by having their heels up. I don't know, guys. After video of Disney World brawl went viral, Guest involved explains bans arrests in after. I don't know what that's about, guys. Okay, we're just going. We're just looking at the. Uh, we're just looking at the um, propaganda. Propaganda. Mill um, uh, mill press here right now. Neuralink co-founder leaves as brain company descends into chaos. Yeah, I feel like I was just talking about Neuralink with Java this weekend when we were talking about uh, technocracy and transhumanism. Uh, could probably could it is definitely a topic worth digging into far much more. But you know what? Before we get to Elon and before we get to uh, Twitter and before we get to Neuralink, can we save our country first? Can we save America? Can we restore this republic before we start getting hung up on little Elons, ladies and gentlemen? How fake air... I don't care. Okay, who cares about this? Uh, Rubio fires back at Buttigieg. <laughs> Just kidding. Buttigieg over same-sex marriage legislation. I'm not really... You know what? Before we start complaining that gays can't marry gays and that uh, genders are not equal, can we save our country first, okay? Before we start talking about, uh, you know, like uh, salary uh, differentials between genders and whether or not a gay man can marry a donkey, can we save our country first? And then we can talk about that. How about that? How about we restore our republic first? And then we'll worry about all the side issues like gay marriage. And it don't, don't, don't hang me up for this one. But even abortion is a side issue compared to restoring this republic. Because let's face it, this republic is the only nation that would uphold the sacred right to life, ladies and gentlemen. If we don't restore our republic... Why even fight against abortion? I mean, yeah, we can do it, but without a nation that will uh, observe the sacredness of life, what's the point, ladies and gentlemen? Anyways, let's see what else is in this. Uh, the last Arab Spring. Why would they have a picture of, like, Miss Venezuela, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with the headline, The Last Arab Spring? Oh, wait, is she not Venezuelan? Is she not Latino? I don't know what that is. Is that the uh, uh, Miss Myanmar or something like that? I don't know. What does that have to do with the Arab Spring is what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Coveted. Okay, we don't do sports here. Okay, oh, wait, what's this one? Child custody. Okay, nope, 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 nope. That's different. Uh, something about a humpback whale. It's not Wednesday, so we're not going to cover this story. Not about the humpback. Okay, deadly pool discovered at bottom of ocean kills everything that swims into. Oh, is this the one that had a sinkhole open into it? I wonder. Donald Trump rip 
Fox and Friends claims they've gone to the dark side when discussing DeSantis polling. Oh, that's actually an interesting headline there because uh, we've got a statement, a truth coming up from President Trump in just a minute that addresses that issue exactly. What does this one say? It says, uh, it says, Zelensky dismisses Ukrainian Army Special Forces Commander. Who cares? They're all Nazis. No one cares. Uh, we do deserve the best, don't we, as Americans? We deserve the best, right? Okay. Colombia's new left-leaning president has big economic plans. Oh, we're not really going to get too much into the international news today, but that one could be a one worth holding on to for later. Ukraine and Russia make competing claims on HIMAR rocket systems. You know, that was really... That, those actually, actually, if I'm being 100% honest with you guys, whenever I am going into the... Uh, <laughs> the propaganda uh, lie will here or, or lie mill here, I should say. Uh, I'm usually looking for like the Russia stories. Uh, these other ones are, are pretty non-consequential and they're absolutely typically covered in our independent and alternative presses. Trump would be even more lawless next time in the White House warns George Conway. No relation to Twitty. <laughs> Anyways, and you know, Kellyanne turned her back on the president also, guys. You know that, right? Okay. In her latest book, she was all like, I told President Trump that he, it was not a good, you know, whatever it was that she said. She lied. Okay. What is it about? Is it the money? Is it the power? Is it the security? Is it the blackmail? I don't know what it is, guys, but uh, I think everyone needs to get themselves uh, rewired to be hardwired to understand that if uh, your favorite politician is featured anywhere, like on a computer screen like this, um, or if they are making Fox News or the national headlines, they're probably all traitors, okay? I, you know, uh, it's not that I don't like to say it. It's just that not many people like to hear people say that. You don't want to hear the entire Republican Party, with maybe the exception of five, are actually working against the people, right? Don't like to hear it, right? It's it's that, you know, even patriots go through cognitive dissonance. We did it the first time. We did it the first 10, 20, 30 times. When we were awakening, we got that cognitive dissonance. Now, let's get to the deep-rooted cognitive dissonance, ladies and gentlemen, and that would be for the respected members of my audience that um, that pesky old rhino club is probably not working on our side either. What are we going to do about it? We'll figure it out. Don't worry. The top economist who knew inflation would be a disaster says, get ready for a bumpy recession ride. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure we're already in a recession, sir. Much appreciated. Here's another one from Ukraine. Ukraine claims that several drones shot down in Volnia originated in Belarus. Oh, oh, they're just trying to instigate the flames of international warfare. I mean, just keep this in mind, guys. From this day forward, keep this in mind. The military operation in Russia is over, okay? So everything that you hear coming out of Russia and Ukraine now, it's extra, okay? And this was part of their plan, I would say. I mean, okay, 
you know, if I had done an open, uh, open Sesame, Mr. C's, uh, um, web browser news, uh, lie mill over the weekend, all of them, all of them were like, they, all of them were saying Putin is dying. Putin shows up and he's got like, his arm is like crippled and it's, it's like Tyrannosaurus Rex. Putin is, uh, he has had a root canal and they don't expect him to live. Putin is actually a clone. There was actually an article. I should have saved it. It was like, is this really Putin? Putin is a clone and has body doubles. Like they are doing everything that they can, ladies and gentlemen, to get you guys ready for whenever they have a successful strike or they successfully execute some type of a mission against Putin. Like that that's what this is all about, guys. That's what the propaganda media lie mill is all about. It's about projecting their path forward so that this way, if they're ever successful again at any of their schemes, well, the storyline was already laid down to precondition you to believe it, and then you won't question it. We all understand how this works here, right? I know. We all understand how this works here. I'm explaining it for those who are just stumbling across this broadcast, okay? Luhansk authorities denounce that the Ukrainian army has launched five HIMARS rockets. Of course! Okay, now here's one that could actually be kind of uh, uh, confusing because when you think Luhansk, you think the People's Republic of Luhansk, right? You think the good guys. You think the ones who have been under genocide for the last eight years. You think the ones who are being killed by the Nazis, the Euchronazis and the nationalists in Ukraine. But when it says a headline like Luhansk authorities denounce that the Ukrainian army launched five HIMAR rockets into Luhansk. That is the, uh, that is the nationalist. That's the Ukrainian Luhansk authorities. And they're not even authorities anymore, ladies and gentlemen. The People's Republic of Luhansk is its own sovereign nation. It's being recognized by multiple nations around the world as such, okay? So this is going to be your Nazi-controlled police chief or your Nazi-controlled mayor of some city or town in Luhansk. That's going to denounce Ukrainian army launching its HIMARS into when we all know that they've been doing they have been doing this to the people of the Luhansk Republic for the last eight years. They've been bombing them. They've been shelling them. They've been killing them, shooting them, torturing them, raping them. And this article again. The um, mainstream, lamestream, shamestream, fake news, legacy, propaganda, pedophile, um, um, mockingbird press, just shedding their lies, ladies and gentlemen, in order to cover for themselves. You know, a lot of covers coming this week, guys. They're trying to cover for themselves like they have not tried to cover for themselves in a while. You know, we'll get to a little bit of that as we go into today's report, but they have got to cover for themselves, especially when their case is getting so blown open widely, I might add, by, uh, you know, uh, rank amateurs over in the independent, uh, you know, presses. Uh, let's see, what does this say? What is this last one we're going to look at? It says, seditious pursuit of power. Robert Reich warns dangerous charlatan Trump's attempted coup continues. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, the attempted coup. 
President Trump's attempting a coup when, uh, I mean, everyone knows that uh, the coup was already performed. The coup has been successful. What would you, you, I would not even, I personally would not even um, dignify, dignify anything by saying like an, a, a counter coup. I would not dignify the coup of 2020 with a phrase like, we're going to have a counter coup against Joe Biden and his illegitimate administration. No, we're not going to have a counter coup against Joe Biden and his illegitimate administration. We're going to throw that sucker out. We're going to overturn that. We're going to overturn the illegitimate administration of Joe Biden like it is an egg on a frying pan. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll take mine over medium. Thank you. Okay. I'll take mine over medium. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, just as a, as so, with so much going on, right? And there's already so much to cover and there's already so much, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, is, is still not being covered. But uh, either way, guys, fun times all around because you know what? It's fun to learn and knowledge is power, right? And, you know, I, it's not even like we're learning anything, right? Whenever, whenever we go through the headlines, whenever we uh, pick apart any of our, uh, you know, um, opinions and our facts on things that we learn, it's not even like education, right? It's not like, you know, coming to a C report is like going to class at eight in the morning on a Monday. You know what I mean? It's fun. We have a good time here. Because it's empowering. It's empowering to learn and or realize and or remember all of these things, most of which we already know, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in, in most cases, like with me, usually it's just I need to be remembered. Remembered. I need to be reminded. Okay, you don't need to remember me. But please do remind. We are trying to restore this republic, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, let's see who else we got hanging out here. Cooper Jr. Good evening, Cooper Jr. Big old twitties. <laughs> that is funny. You're talking about George and uh, George and uh, and uh, Twitty. They <laughs> some big old twitties. Anyways, I was gonna say George and Conway, but anyways, okay, that makes absolutely no sense. Hey, 007, what's up? Good to see you in the audience. Thanks for popping up and saying hello tonight, sir. Uh, Shepherding Shepherd is also in the house. What is is up shepherding shepherd smells like three letters being outed very very possible mr shepherd i like your enthusiasm for the truth my friend aurelius lock says northwest dallas smells like piss tell texans to ease up ease up on what oh my god you know how easy it is to get dehydrated out dehydrated out here in this hot state of texas and then <laughs> things end up smelling like piss. You know, that reminds me of, uh, that reminds me of an article I just read, Aurelius Locke, uh, talking about Texas smelling like piss. Uh, you know, Northwest Dallas, uh, can you say any liberal armpit or crotch of Texas smells, uh, in much the same fashion? Uh, what was it? Was it in, uh, was it, I think it was in Michigan. I think if it wasn't Michigan, it was Missouri. And if it wasn't Missouri, it was Minnesota. Now, it was one of those M states where they decriminalized public urination. 
Never mind the smell. I don't want some homeless man with a nine-inch Tehachapi hanging out, pissing in front of my kids. Ladies and gentlemen, geez louise. Timbajet, good to see you. Thanks for coming on in today, my friend. And thank you for gifting the cookie. Hello, everybody. And hello, Mr. C. Sean Joe's in the house as well. Good evening, Sean Joe. Good to see you, my friend. Queen Peckerwood returns to uh to uh bless the sanctity of this chat room good evening queen peckerwood it is good to see you stopping in for just a minute but it is great to see you just the same and thanks for popping up to say hello just josie thank you for the cookie railing on my friend thank you for the 117 gold pills much appreciated timberjet says i love that you are doing ukraine tonight there is a lot to talk about from this week oh my buddy we were running through some headlines right now timberjet we're not doing a Ukraine-specific episode. We'll probably do that. Uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll cook one up for tomorrow because there is a lot going on. Don't get us wrong. You know, uh, from Italy to Ukraine to NATO, right? And what happened with Sweden and Finland and all them? You know, it's good to know that we do have some representatives that are standing up against the um, expansion of NATO, that's right. Representatives within our own country standing up against the expansion of NATO. Okay, it's good to know. I told you guys, there's like five of them, all right? There's like five of them in all of Congress and Senate. Well, I guess it'd be Congress, right? And through all of the representatives and senators that are actually trying to restore this republic, which is why we need to get rid of all the other ones. You know, even if we had to sacrifice those five to get rid of like what? The other 400 and something of them or 390 something of them, I think it would be worth it. I think it would be worth it. I think it would be damn worth it to get rid of all of the treasonous, seditious, non-representatives in Capitol Hill. I think it'd be worth it to get rid of all of them, to sacrifice five and maybe a president. Get rid of them all. Get rid of every single one. Of course, if you guys are following the uh, lack of accreditation, lack of certification of 2020 and 2018, we actually wouldn't be losing a president because um, the systems were accredited in 2015-16. So well, not all of them, but most of them. So uh, yeah, we wouldn't be losing a president, but we would definitely be losing five really good representatives and or senators just saying just saying but we'll we'll definitely do a ukraine russia um, focused episode this week so hang tight mr timbajet uh and uh, timbajet also does say i do a lot of digging if i find something you might uh find useful i will send it to you go ogle ai does a decent job of translation not great good to know timbajet i just was told about this uh go ogle translate over the weekend and I nearly just lost it because I don't have enough time in the day to go through everything that I can actually read English, right? And understand <laughs> auditorily speaking. But if I had a translator, man, you'll never see me again, guys. I'll just be like looking at everything as much as I can. <laughs> Hi, casual Gigi. How you doing tonight? Good to see you, Mrs. 17. Glad you are in the chat room. And Michael West, Mr. West, good evening. Good evening tonight. Uh, <laughs> Aurelius Locke. Okay, he's talking about Northwest Dallas. He wasn't talking about Texans. He was 
talking about a specific Texan, okay? And uh, we'll leave that thought there, Aurelius, for everyone in the chat room to relish or to disdain, however it is that they want to do it. But that was a funny one right there, sir. That was definitely a funny one. Okay, all right, guys. So let's get ready to jump into today's report. There were some other things that I'd wanted to kind of recap. Obviously, there's a lot going on in Ukraine and Russia. That's on my mind a lot, actually. Because as far as Ukraine and Russia is concerned, we are at that point where they could definitely flip the script and turn it on uh, Putin and Russia. Not good. Not good. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, speaking about uh, some of the events of this week, including the rally in Arizona. Uh, you know, it was it was a light night for a rally over at Mr. CTV on Friday, but it was a good and it was a fun night. Nonetheless, um, we had President Trump, like I said, running about an hour late. Right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was about an hour. He's like 50, 57 minutes shy of a full uh, a half hour, full hour late. Right. No, he was three minutes shy of an hour late. And um, he gave us an extra speech. But uh, a lot of stuff, you know, one of the things that caught my attention regarding the entire event as a whole was um, the um, was was uh, with Carrie Lake specifically. Um, my my C sense went off. Like my C sense went off a little bit with Carrie Lake, not because uh, I question Carrie Lake, but because uh, you realize that this woman is going to war directly with the cartels of Mexico, right? You know, well maybe not even the cartels of Mexico, the cartels of Northern America, Central America, right? Like she is literally going to go to war with them, and uh, I'm pretty sure her supporters can appreciate that about Carrie Lake, but that is some dangerous work. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about people who would people who would give a Sicilian necktie to a, a, a musician or a recording artist for singing songs about the cartels in Mexico. These people, She's going directly to war with, ladies and gentlemen. She said it herself. She said, we're going to blow up the cartel tunnels. And you know what? I don't care if the cartel's in them when it happens. The gumption, the guts, the, uh, the, uh, the overall immaculate, um, you know, gusto of one Carrie Lake, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we know her. That's why we love her. That's why I say when it comes to people that you are supporting, in this day and age, right, when it comes to uh, trying to figure out who your politicians are, who are the ones, not screw politicians, who are your statesmen, right? Who are your statesmen? Who are the ones that you will elect and they will represent? Not the ones who are selected and then they officiate, right? Who are the ones that you will elect and they will represent your will, right? So when we're talking about that, guys, um, and you're trying to figure out, uh, say, hey, I'm over here. In, I live in Nebraska. I, you know, we're a pretty solid state. We're Trump state, whatever. But I don't know who are the rhinos in my state. Who are, who are the fake conservatives? Who are the fake politicians? And more importantly, who are the fake America first, make America great again, America first people? Who are the fake ones? Because believe it or not, guys, make America great again, America first 
candidates, they come in fake colors also. They come in the fake flavor also. They're out there. They're embedded. They are within, perhaps they're sleepers, you know, but they are within the movement. Okay, they exist. I'm pretty sure. I am pretty sure that everyone recognizes that, but I just don't think it is a fact of reality that a lot of us like to uh, allow into the room. But they're there, and we're going to say it. We're going to put it out there. You have fake America first. Make America great again. Trump supporting candidates. They're there right now. And, you know, I'm over here in the state of uh, South Dakota, and I'm trying to figure out, or North Dakota, or wherever I am, right? Wyoming, where I'm trying to figure out how, how do I tell if it's a fake one? How do I know if it's a rhino? You know, and I got to say, the easiest way for me to determine that is if they don't sound like Trump and if they don't sound like Carrie Lake, they need to, they need to step aside, right? <laughs> if they are not for election audits and if they are saying, let's move on from 2020, they're probably fake rhinos. No, they're probably fake, but they are genuinely rhinos, ladies and gentlemen. So that's kind of, that's kind of my measuring stick, right? I take Carrie Lake, I take a Trump point of view, and I say, you know what? If they don't sound like them, those two right there, the most polarizing firebrands of the America First movement, then they're probably not my catch. Ladies and gentlemen, I am just saying I'm just saying, you know, so um, when we have uh, Carrie Lake calling out the cartels, you know, and, and then we have President Trump and he obviously, because he was giving us some more, you know, he was giving us some more on Friday since he was running late. But my favorite part when was when he was talking about the deals, because that's another topic that's come up frequently. And that is that President Trump is the only president to have lost money as a politician. Okay. Well, you know, I'm willing to, um, I'm willing to give the label, screw labels. I'm willing to give the title to President Trump as the first statesman president, probably since who, who, who is the last statesman president? Andrew Jackson? Who? Benjamin Franklin, right? George Bush? Oh, God, 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 you know, just pop, pop, you know what, I just, you know what, show's over, show's over, I just totally messed up, just kidding. George Washington, okay, I was gonna say George Washington, George W. Bush, anyways, so, um, yeah, who was the last statesman president? I would say President Trump was the last statesman president, the last president who served as a statesman, as someone who was representing the voice of the nation and any other voices that chose not to be along with that, uh, with that consensus, uh, still to their support and still to their aid and still to help them out, ladies and gentlemen, still to help them out. So yeah, speaking of which, guys, I guess we can uh, go ahead and bring President Trump onto the screen now. Let me see what you guys are uh, doing over there in the uh, chat room before we uh, move along here. Ladies and gentlemen, into President Trump's statements for today. Ah, I see. Very well. Queen Peckerwood, enjoy your stay. Why don't you give my regards to Axe over at Axe Truth if you're still in the audience. <laughs> she might be gone already. Uh, and, and tell him Mr. C says hello. 
um, and that uh, I, fancy, I fancy his glasses. Okay, uh, let's see. Timbajet says, AZ has a gun and carries it. That's true. Cooper Jr. says, we'll do Mr. Hey, Raven2000, what's up? Lurking and working. Lurk away. Don't work too hard, Raven2000. Timbajet gifting that cookie. Carrie Lake is a concealed carry gal. From what I hear, she is a hell of a shot, too. Uh, representative LB has mentioned... Awesome. Very cool. I did not know that. Thank you for the cookie. Um, I knew she was a concealed carry gal. I did not know she was a hell of a shot, but I could probably, I could guess that. Uh, you know, you know how I could guess that, Timbajet? I could guess that because, uh, like her bullets, I would assume Carrie Lake uses her words and she makes every, she makes sure that every shot counts right that's how i could tell she's probably a hell of a shot uh raven 2000 you can tell when you meet them and bring up some issues uh-huh yes yes that is actually very true okay and uh that's something that's something that's a little bit trying here as as someone who uh you know speaks with and sometimes interviews people who are running you know like if i were to talk about Someone in, uh, I don't know, my district that's running as a Republican and, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like you have to ask the questions, okay? It's like, yes, you're the only Republican running against uh, someone who should be in jail for uh, doctoring evidence against a president in an impeachment proceeding. But do you believe in election fraud? Do you believe that there was fraud in 2020? Do you believe that the 2020 election was stolen? have to ask the questions. You know, those are hard questions when you only got one Republican candidate running against a field of Democrats, right? Because you want the Republican to win because there's better hope. But if they're a rhino, are they any better? You know, are they any better? Usually they're not. Usually they're worse, ladies and gentlemen. If they're a rhino, they're usually worse, okay, than, than a Democrat. I'm just being honest with you guys. Let's just be honest with each other. No one likes a Democrat, but rhinos are often worse than democrats mm -hmm. also if an establishment endorses them that's another good point raven 2000 that's another really good point actually i'm glad you said that raven 2000 you can also tell who a rhino or a fake conservative is by whether or not they are endorsed by an establishment individual or try this one on for size if they endorse an establishment candidate. Can we saw that happening in Arizona with the likes of uh, Senate President Karen Fan? Oh man, guys! You know I am. You talk about being late on the uh, on the up upkeep here or the uptick. I was really late on that one. I was like, what? Back at the end of uh, May, you know, we had Senate President Karen Fan actually endorsing. The uh, the uh, rhino running against Carrie Lake, who also received an endorsement from uh, Governor Ducci and from um, uh, former Vice President Mike likes children Pence, you know, and uh, that's that's that Raven 2000 is exactly take your notes, right? You know, don't you know, we can't we have to be totally discriminatory like maximum discrimination. You know, if they make one false statement, you hold them to that fire, you hold them to the issue. If they make one weird endorsement, they're telling you who they are, okay? 
One, we, why would Senate President Karen Fan, who fought long and hard for the Maricopa County full forensic audit of the 2020 election in her state, why would she endorse an opponent against someone who is a proponent of election audits, election integrity, and the Maricopa County Forensic Audit? Why would Karen Fan do something like that? It's because she's showing you who she is. And, you know, big fan here of Karen Fan over at the Sea Report until we weren't, okay? Because they will show you who they are when they are called up to bat, okay? And Karen Fan has clearly shown who she is. She's clearly shown who she is, ladies and gentlemen. And I got to say, guys, it's disappointing. And it, it can be and it will be disappointing sometimes. But they will show us who they are as we get closer and closer. They will unmask themselves more and more. And you know what, guys? Something tells me between now and November, we're going to be seeing a lot of that. Are you guys ready for... We're going to we're gonna have to change the name of the C-Report to the Rhino Report, ladies and gentlemen, because me thinks that that's probably all we're going to be talking about between now and November is all these gosh darn rhinos running around pretending to be Republic restorationists, and they're not. Nope, nope, nope. Call us the Rhino Report if you've got to. We've got Rhino Alerts up the wazoo. That's pretty crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Call us the Rhino Report. I'll take it if I have to. <laughs> but we're going to see it, you know. So someone who fought long and hard for our elections, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about Senate President Karen Fanagan, someone who fought long and hard for the constituents of Arizona. And I'm willing to believe. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At thecreport.com, you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecreport.com, that's www.thecreport.com and be sure to follow us on our social medias truth social rumble twitch clout hub and pill.net it's because of the constituents of arizona that karen fan did what she did ladies and gentlemen and by did i mean she followed through on that forensic audit but now what do we got ladies and gentlemen we got her revealing her true colors. Don't be disheartened. Don't be dismayed. Do not despair. You're going to see this happen a lot more. People who were our heroes, people who were on our team, people whom we were vouching for, maybe even people that we talked up and donated to. They are going to show us who they are. Get ready for it. This irregular warfare was not meant. For the faint of heart, and it was not meant for the light of skin, 
ladies and gentlemen. Great point there, Raven2000. Tim Jet says, I can't fit a whole comment with the cookie stuff. <laughs> Awesome, Timajet. Uh, Lauren, I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about Bobert. <laughs> What's up, Char Sergeant Sparky? Sergeant Sparky, oh, that was a joke, obviously. Sergeant Sparky, was Jimmy Carter really our last statesman president? <laughs> By the way, say hello to uh, Miss Sparky and, uh, and all the, the animals there, Mr. Sergeant Sparky, if you're still in the audience. <laughs> Very funny, very funny. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> let's see, uh, Raven2000, just to wrap up the comments here, says, uh, I'm moving to West Virginia and met a girl who told me it is hard to find a phone number for Central Committee and that it is closed to outsiders. Uh, talking about uh, some of the uh, GOP election stuff, no doubt. Und you know, we have to crack it. We have to crack the code. We have to crack their state. We have to just... Find a way to get in there, guys. We're doing it, though. Uh, you know, mind you guys, we are doing it. We are, as a uh, as a people, forget the political parties, as a people, we're figuring it out. At this point, ladies and gentlemen, I'm willing to bet anyone who's trying to restore this republic are not running on political parties, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into these President Trump um Truths, ladies and gentlemen, I'll pop that onto the screen for you guys so we can get ourselves underway and uh, see what, uh, see where it hurts or see where it doesn't, see where it feels good. Let's just see, okay? First statement from President Trump, Rhino Larry Hogan came out today after suffering a monumental defeat in Tuesday's primary election and announced that he would never support Republican gubernatorial winner Dan Cox. Uh, then we have something in common, because I will never support lockdown Larry Hogan. In my opinion, he was an absolutely terrible governor of Maryland. See, you know, you know, I don't pay too much attention to Maryland. You know, well, it's not that I don't pay attention to Maryland. It's just I've got so many other places that my attention is going to. They had a Republican governor this entire time, ladies and gentlemen. Undoubtedly a rhino, but we got Dan Cox in there now. So good job to Dan. Uh, I'll, I'll be looking to do a little bit more of a profile into Dan as we move along, ladies and gentlemen. Not to be uh, short-sighted on his win last Tuesday, but congratulations nonetheless to Dan Cox of Maryland and to America, ladies and gentlemen. Here's another statement. It's Nancy Pelosi's fault she turned down the troops. Perhaps she was disengaged. Maybe looking for her husband, right? That's why Nancy had the puppies out over there in what was it, uh, Versace's beach or something like that? Or she was at Hugo Boss's beach or Armani's. She was on some beach that Nancy Pelosi was. Not, not Nancy Pelosi was a beach, but she was on a beach with her puppies out because she was looking for her husband. She's definitely disengaged or she might just be a traitor to the nation. I'm willing to bet uh, the latter more than the former, ladies and gentlemen. Next statement, I had an election rigged and stolen from me and our country. The USA is going to hell. Am I supposed to be happy, right? 
right? That's a good question because everyone's like, oh, President Trump was frowning today. Clearly he's out of his mind and psychopathic and we must use the 25th Amendment on him. Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Like no one can have a bad day, right? I mean, uh, make it a great day or not. The choice is yours, but come on. Every now and then the clouds, they amass overhead. I mean, what can you do about it? Turn it around with that positive attitude. That's right. But you know what? Everyone is allowed a moment. Let's see what this statement from Trump says. It's a longer one. It says here, it says, the unselect committee refuses to do this because it ends their fake case. Refuses to do what, President Trump? Let's see what his previous statement said. It says here, why aren't the unselects asking Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of D.C. to testify as to why they turned down my recommendation on January 3rd? of 10,000 to 20,000 troops to stand guard at the Capitol building on January 6th. Had they followed this recommendation, there would have been no problem on January 6th. They must testify. And in answer to his own truth, President Trump says, the unselect committee refuses to do this because it ends their fake case. That's why they refuse to testify. That's why they refuse to ask the questions about Nancy Pelosi or even look at President Trump's drafted recommendation for 10 to 20,000 troops at the Capitol, right? That's why, because it will end their fake case. Will there be any mention or study by the unselects of how the election was rigged and stolen? There is so much evidence, but the unselects don't want it seen in any way, shape, or form. And for good reason. It would ruin their latest scam. Scam away, I guess. Scam away, Democrats and progressives. Um, disgusting. Disgusting, ladies and gentlemen. Disgusting. It is disgusting. But yeah, this whole thing would be over in a heartbeat if there was uh, some type of actual blind to justice moment going on here. But it's not. It's not. Next statement. Liz Cheney is a sanctimonious loser. The greatest state of Wyoming is wise to her. Why not show the tapes or interview that those that with evidence challenge the election? Exactly, right? Why not show the tapes or interview those that with evidence challenge the election, right? That's why we won't have any what? Live on the air proceedings. Everything's got to be what? Pre-recorded, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this whole debacle with Bannon is just the latest, just the latest example, ladies and gentlemen. And if they're going to do that with Bannon, you know they're going to do that with Trump, right? You know, e even in the face of an actual, uh, an actual um, waiver being granted, uh, even in the face of, of privilege being pushed aside, right? And acknowledged they're still going to what? Oh, wait, 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 wait. But you know what? Whenever, uh, I don't know, the Maricopa County Board of Directors or the Marico Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, whenever they decided, ladies and gentlemen, that they didn't want to answer any Senate subpoenas or any committee subpoenas, what did they get away with? They got away with murder, ladies and gentlemen. So rules for they and not for Shay, or however that... Uh, phrase goes. Just kidding. I know how it goes, guys. It's rules for me, but not for thee. Okay. And that's exactly the way that we're seeing it. That two tiered justice system in America, ladies and gentlemen, it is an utter, utter, utter clown show, right? 
but if Liz Cheney actually called up someone to the stand that had evidence of election fraud, again, just like with President Trump's recommendation for 10 to 20,000 troops, it'd be curtains for the January 6th Unselect Committee. Ladies and gentlemen, next statement for President Trump, fake tapper of CNN is so biased and pathetic. No wonder CNN's ratings are at an all-time low. P.S. Almost all Trump-endorsed candidates have won or are winning. <laughs> oh, isn't it nice whenever he takes the time out of his day to give a mean tweet about CNN or fake tapper and also rub in their nose the fact that... Uh, He's still winning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and here's that statement about Fox and Friends I had mentioned at the uh, onset of this um, uh, show tonight. Uh, at Fox and Friends. Just really botched my poll numbers, no doubt, on purpose. That show has been terrible. Gone to the dark side. Do you think, ladies and gentlemen, that there is a slight possibility that President Trump has begun to acknowledge the existence of the rhino. He knew they were there the whole time. President Trump knew they were there the whole time. It's just none of them had unmasked themselves back in 2016. It's just that none of them had really been called to the plate in 2016 so that we could see them standing there ready to bat in the spotlight the rhinos, the deceivers, the seditionists, the treasonous so-called representatives. My question to America is when President Trump turns on the Republican Party because they will undoubtedly turn on him first, what are you going to do, America? Good question, I think, to entertain. It says they quickly, and again, we're referring to Fox and Friends here, uh, we, we could just say uh, Fox Network by proxy. They quickly quote the big turning point poll victory of almost 60 points over the number two Republican and then hammer me with outliers. Actually, almost all have all polls have me leading all Republicans and Biden by a lot. Rhino Paul Ryan, one of the weakest and worst speakers ever, must be running the place. Uh, anyway, thank you to Turning Point. The crowd and love was amazing. And by the reporting of one Mr. Java, uh, sometimes co-host here over at Mr. CTV. Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. I heard it was a really good speech over at the Turning Point USA events happening this past weekend. It's been busy. In fact, you know, we have an America First Policy Institute event happening right now, today and tomorrow. So uh, who knows, guys, maybe tomorrow we'll pop in for a live stream speech from President Trump. If you didn't know about it, you know about it now. Uh, but we'll have President Trump giving a live speech tomorrow. Uh, but we'll, 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 we'll see where that uh, we'll see where that goes, ladies and gentlemen. But as far as the Turning Point USA, what was it called? It was like the... Um, I made a really, really crass joke about it. It was just a joke, though. It's, I, I, I like Turning Point. I have nothing against them. But it, it's SAS. SAS is the name of the event. I don't remember what it stands for. It was like students. 
against stupidity or something like that, right? I mean, no, that's not literally what it was, guys, okay? But it was a, it was a youth event for conservative youth, um, you know, um, featured and um, put on by Turning Point USA. President Trump gave a speech there uh, yeah, uh, this past weekend, I believe on Saturday. I heard it was really, really good speech too. He, uh, the man's been on fire, you know? I mean, there's so much happening right now, guys. There's so much happening. It's very easy for the man. So just, you know, get on that tangent and extemporaneously speak his heart out. And I encourage it. Ladies and gentlemen, I encourage it absolutely. Raven2000 says, I live in Maryland now. Hogan is a big rhino, but our county central committee helped get him elected. You know, guys, that's where we're going back to that backyard theory. Is it a theory? Is it a conspiracy theory that if we clean up our backyards, we'll clean up Capitol Hill? Probably not. But you know what? We don't have the evidence to suggest that cleaning up our backyard will clean up Capitol Hill. So I guess it is a conspiracy theory until we prove them right. How about that's the newest conspiracy theory? Because you know, you guys, we've heard this. Do you guys have any more conspiracy theories? Because all of the conspiracy theories I have have turned to truth. So how about this one? It's a conspiracy theory that if you clean up your backyard you'll clean up Capitol Hill. Now, let's see if that turns to truth. Something tells me it probably will turn to truth, ladies and gentlemen. It probably will turn to truth. So let's just run with it. All right, we got a couple of more statements from President Trump to wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see what this statement says. One, but crooked Hillary Clinton, Stacey Abrams, and many others contested their elections and for a longer time than I. Two, how do they know I watched on TV? Three, I never said that to Kevin McCarthy, who came to Mar-a-Lago to say hi. Very early on, the unselects don't say this. So many lies and misrepresentations by the corrupt and highly partisan unselect committee. That's right. Lie after lie after lie. Let's end today's uh, truths from President Trump with this statement. And this is coming to us regarding yet another rhino. Ladies, it is the season, ladies and gentlemen. Is this the same Mitch McConnell who was losing big in Kentucky and came to the White House to beg me for an endorsement and help? Without me, he would have lost in a landslide, a disloyal sleazebag. Sorry, guys, that was the best McConnell I got for you. Yep, a disloyal sleazebag. They will all show you who they are. They will all unmask themselves when the time comes. Ladies and gentlemen, the question is, are we going to do anything about it in the end? Ladies and gentlemen. All right, that does it for our President Trump Truths. For this uh, report, but we're not done yet, guys, so hang tight. We've got the rest of our show to get through. I shouldn't say to get through. We've got the rest of our show to enjoy, ladies and gentlemen, with everyone's company. Timbajet, that's a nice sentiment. I don't know why people don't come on here. I will try. Thank you so much, Timbajet. I appreciate the sentiment. So enjoy the show, though, while you are here with us. Raven2000 says, I haven't watched Fox for two years. I tossed my TV because Fox News impression always showed through even when I turned the channel. <laughs> They're like, we're going to get you no matter what, Raven2000. You're going to believe our propaganda. 
you will believe our propaganda. Okay, guys, let's see what we've got first on the menu for you guys tonight. Election 22, August 2nd, 2022 primary race. Now, there are some pretty important primary races coming up on August 2nd, guys. Two huge ones. And the reasons why these are huge, at least in my purview, is because we're talking about states that were the highly contested um, states for the 2020 election theft. Yep, we're talking about, huh? we're talking about Michigan and we're talking about Arizona. Now, Arizona alone is big enough as it is because we got Carrie Lake, we got Mark Fincham. So much is riding on Arizona, right? Uh, but also Michigan, guys. Look, see this governor of Michigan. Oh, you know who that is? Oh, no, it's wretched Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, but yeah, this is just a little graphic I found that came from her office. Just to illustrate the first story, we're going to have some election stories here up, ladies and gentlemen. But let's talk about what happened in Michigan just this past week, ladies and gentlemen. We had a Michigan, um, a Michigan news outlet release the results of the GOP primary this past weekend when their uh, primary race isn't even until... The second, that's like a week away or more, guys. We're talking, that's a week away from tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. A week away from tomorrow. So one would have to wonder, what's up with that? Like, why would they uh, release results for a primary race? Is it fixed? You think? Let's see what this article has to say, guys. Coming to us from the Gateway Pundit. It says, caught Michigan News Channel posts results to Republican primary election and it's not until next week so let's see what this has to say because uh, you you guys know if you go search this story and you're searching it over like in your regular uh, search um, engines uh, they're gonna have all of these uh, all of these um, headlines are basically this news channel accidentally releases um, test run of uh, election results yeah I don't know. Let's see what the Gateway Pundit's perspective is on it. It says, um, Michigan News Channel 3 published the results of the Republican primary election. Rhino Tudor Dixon won. And Trump hater Peter Meyer won his race too. The only thing is the Michigan Republican primary is not for another week on August 2nd. And here is a visual of those re election results on Channel News 3 or News Channel 3 Michigan. Tudor Dixon wins 47% of the vote, followed by Ryan Kelly, Kevin Rink, and Ralph Rabant, and Garrett Soldano. Garrett Soldano at a 7% margin. Now, I'm very curious to know how many of these election results that were accidentally leaked will... Uh, mirror the actual results on the second. What do you guys think? Do you think they're going to be the same, similar? Do you think these are just totally botched? What's up? Uh, we had some other House District 2 Republican, House District 3. That's Peter Meyer. This dude, Peter Meyer, dude, this dude needs to go. This dude, Peter Meyer, is a ginger on a mission, and he is responsible for not allowing any of the representatives or senators who view election fraud evidence in Michigan responsible for them not being able to even talk about it. There's a gag 
on any of that information in case you guys didn't know. But John Gibbs is the man that we want. You remember we saw John Gibbs? That dude, he was very entertaining uh, whenever he was uh, over in Michigan giving the speech uh, during the Save America rally. Oh, God, that's probably more than a month ago, right? Uh, so we had this update uh, from um, the Gateway Pundit via a man by the name of Brian Alupo. It says that the Channel 3 responded to this report. It said here, it says here in this infographic, um, how is it you have election results when you have, we have not voted in the primaries yet? And they responded, an affiliate was testing their election system. And the question was asked, who is the affiliate? And I think that's actually a rather, uh, it's, a, it's a rather good question to ask. Who's the affiliate? Could the affiliate possibly be, oh, I don't know some company from overseas that uh, runs elections and uh, deals with networks from time to time? Could it be someone like, I don't know, um, Seidel by any chance? Do you think Seidel's the affiliate? Do you think that they're the uh, international agency that's running the numbers for our elections? Anyways, I wanted to put this pic this picture. I want to put this story at the head of the report because uh, when we're covering next week's Michigan and Arizona elections, I'm very curious to note if the results will be even fathomably similar to what they projected here, ladies and gentlemen, right? Big, 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 big races happening next week, guys. Big races. I know we've been quiet on primaries and elections here at the Sea Report for a couple of weeks, but uh, we got some stuff coming up, guys, so keep that in mind. All right, next story is going to take us right over to Colorado. Speaking of another botched election, ladies and gentlemen, I am of the mind. I am totally of the mind. Let them steal 2022. Let them steal it. Let them steal every race. Let Lizard Cheney win. Let Peter Meyer win. Let every, you know, let, 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 uh, let's see uh, Dana Nacelle and Jocelyn. But wait, wait, it's primaries. So it's not going to be them. That's not going to be till November. Is anyone running from, against Christina Caramo? Or, or, or um, is anyone running against uh, Matthew DiPerno in Michigan? Let, let's see them win. Let's see the establishment rhinos win those elections. Let them take them all. Let them win and steal. Not win. Let them steal every election, guys. My thinking on that, of course, is we're in 2022, ladies and gentlemen. If they think that they can get away with stealing elections and there not be some type of accountability, they're wrong, okay? Case in point, Tina Peters, right? Tina Peters, okay, this is what they do when you run against them and you bring truth and you bring, uh, you bring uh, integrity and you bring love of country and you bring the spirit of restoring our republic. They will absolutely attack you. They will attack you and attack you and they will go against you and they will bring you trial after trial after trial. Whoa, it's starting to sound like a witch hunt in here, ladies and gentlemen, trial after trial. And that is what America First Colorado Secretary of State candidate Tina Peters has been facing since her time as an election clerk in Mesa County brought her to the gates of Mordor, ladies and gentlemen, with the all-seeing eye staring directly upon her, 
They haven't stopped yet, ladies and gentlemen. But Colorado will get figured out because the election against, I mean, I should say the election with Tina Peters was stolen, stolen from Tina Peters outright, okay? The Colorado GOP cannot even explain how she lost, but they got their establishment candidate in there all right. They did. Now, let's see what some of what Tina Peters has been going through. Now, since her election was stolen, ladies and gentlemen, since the primary there in Colorado, I guess the uh, deep state, the globalist um, um, influences in Colorado have decided, well, we can turn up the heat on Tina Peters now because she is not going to be the GOP nominee. <laughs> you guys in Colorado, you better think again. You dirty snakes, you treasonous um, SOBs, you better think again because Tina Peters is not done with you. But look at what they're doing to her. Since since the primary's conclusion where Tina Peters' uh, candidacy was stolen by a Center for Tech and Civic Life hack fake Republican progressive Pamela Anderson, right? She has had already two arrest warrants go out after her and in one instance has also turned herself in and played the game. Guys, they're serious. And they are persecuting this woman, this gold star mom, this, this, this beautiful American who stands up for our country, our nation, for the republic, her constituents, and her state. Under constant attack, ladies and gentlemen. Here's one of those stories. Let's take a look at it. Uh, this is coming from the Colorado Sun. A new arrest a warrant issued for Tina Peters after she allegedly violated protection order bond conditions. The alleged violations stem from an email Peters sent seeking a recount of votes in her loss in last month's Republican primary for Secretary of State. I don't know who that guy is. There's Tina. All right, there's Tina Peters. So it says here, an arrest warrant was issued uh, Thursday afternoon for indicted Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters, the second in as many weeks after she allegedly violated a protection order and the conditions of her bond by sending an email seeking a recount of votes in the Republican primary for Secretary of State last month, which she lost. The warrant sought by the Fruta Police Department alleges it figures the LGBT crowd would be after her. The Fruta, the police department, alleges Peters sent the email on Wednesday at about 2.45 a.m. to Mesa County Elections Director Brandy Brantz, Brandy Bantz, with, with whom she is barred from having contact. A warrant was issued for Peters' arrest last week after she traveled to Las Vegas without first getting a judge's permission as is required. So uh, there's those two. So there's one and two. You have one because she was seeking a recount, okay? And apparently she's barred from communicating with anyone from Mesa County elections. And now she's also, she also had one the week prior because she traveled to Las Vegas without letting her judge grant her permission. 
and she was tra and she traveled to Nevada to speak at a conference. Okay, now in regards to this uh, warrant for traveling out of state, it was quashed after Peter's criminal defense attorney Harvey Steinberg took responsibility for failing to let the court know about Peter's travels and for not knowing that her bond conditions had changed to require court approval for out of state trips. In quashing the warrant, Mesa County District Court Judge Matthew David Barrett instructed Peters to carefully abide by her bond conditions going forward. Peters was indicted on uh, in March on 10 counts, including allegations of attempting to influence a public servant and criminal impersonation. They're all bogus charges, of course, but the charges stem from a security breach of her county's election system last year. Uh, Mesa County Deputy Clerk Belinda Nisley and the former Mesa County Elections Manager Sandra Brown have also been charged in the election system security breach because they all want to what? Restore the Republic? They all want to what? Retain election data that is required by federal and state law to keep? It says here... Uh, Peters, an election conspiracy theorist, this is coming from the MSN guys, Peters, an election conspiracy theorist, was running for Colorado Secretary of State, but lost in a stolen election. In the June 28th Republican primary, Peters sought a recount of the votes in the primary, alleging malfeasance, but failing to provide any evidence. Failing to provide evidence means that you guys did not review the evidence that she showed you. I mean, Tina Peters has a, an entire team of people that already looked into what happened in her race, okay? And what they're seeing is exactly what they saw in what? In Georgia. Algorithms that are skewing the numbers, that are flipping the votes, okay? Now, her her team has already discovered this, deduced it. That means that they're just not they're just not reading any of any of their reports, any of the work that they're doing to prove their innocence and to prove who won that election, ladies and gentlemen. It says here uh, she did not, however, pay for the recount up front. It's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to recount in Colorado. That is a requirement of the Colorado Secretary of State's office. On Wednesday, Peters sent an email to several individual clerks, including election officials in Mesa County, saying that she would be requesting a hand recount from them. The Colorado County Clerks Association said the request was improper. Of course it was, right? Tina Peters' requests, uh, request again shows her complete lack of knowledge about the rules and laws that underpin Colorado elections, Matt Crane, executive director of the Colorado County Clerks Association, said in a written statement, there's nothing in Colorado law that allows her to make this request directly to one or more counties. One clerk, our clerks have been working diligently throughout this primary election to carry out the full range of tests, audits, and other checks. They complete each election. And again, our results were proven safe and accurate. Risk-limiting audits prove nothing. Crane added that Peter's request is part of a larger effort to create chaos, disrupt, and cause doubt in our election. Someone who is hiding something would make such a statement is what I would assess. 
Um, and it says here, a message left Thursday evening for Steinberg. Peter's criminal defense attorney was not immediately, oops, pardon me, guys, returned. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to take you guys over. I had another article here uh, on this topic. Let me see if we get any uh, different information. It might be the same. Hold on. It says here, uh, Tina Peters surrenders released after arrest warrant issued for bond violations. So you see, she actually did turn herself in. Uh, and this one had to do with um, contacting the elections officials in Mesa. So we get a little bit more detail here. It says Tina Peters turned herself into authorities on Thursday night in Pitkin County following an arrest warrant issued by the Fruta Police Department. Uh, online records show that she turned herself in at 9.22 p.m. Thursday at the Pitkin County Sheriff's Office. Peters is now free on bond. She's accused of violating an order to not contact elections officials in Mesa County. CBS4's Rick Salinger spoke with Peters as she was driving to Aspen to surrender in Pitkin County. Are you going to turn yourself in now? Peters replied, yes, I'm going to get my stuff and go through their little game. Poor, oh my goodness, I feel so terrible for this woman. The arrest warrant issued claiming Peters violated a restraining order as part of her conditions of release. Peters explained what happened. She says, I sent out a courtesy email, a blanket email to all the clerks in the state. It just so happened to include one election official in Mesa County. Games, ladies and gentlemen. They are playing games, trust me. Some of us know better than others how this works, right? That email was to let them know she is still pursuing the Republican nomination for Secretary of State after losing by theft in the June primary election. According to the court, she was not permitted to contact the Mesa County Clerk's office. Uh, Peters told Salinger, when I go through and send a blanket email, I don't go through and see who's at, who's who at the zoo. This past week, Peters and Republican candidate for U.S. Senate Ron Hanks sent formal requests for recounts of their races. They say there are irregularities. The Colorado Secretary of State's office said a recount will cost $236,000 for each candidate. As of July 15th, the deadline for the office to receive the money neither candidate had paid. Peters was on bond because she was indicted on charges of tampering with election equipment. Sensitive information ended up on right-wing websites, which we all know is a bunch of bubkis. And it says here that uh, just last week, Peters escaped jail time after traveling out of state with the court's permission. Then she spoke to a gathering of conservative sheriff's organization in Las Vegas. Her attorney maintained it was her, it was her fault that she failed to give notice. Her attorney maintained it was her fault that she failed to give notice to the court. So her, she must have a female attorney. Okay. Peters is not happy. The more they do to me, Rick, the more it makes people mad because they know you don't persecute somebody like this on this kind of thing unreasonable. Peters is free and her next court dates are scheduled for August 5th and August 29th. So there you see, guys, the persecution. We're watching it in real life as uh, they move in on Tina Peters and they try and make it much harder for her. Considering that, uh, here's the good news, guys. 
she's not giving up. She's still going to run for the Republican uh, Secretary of State position in Colorado for the primary. I mean, I'm sorry, for the midterm. Uh, so, you know, I typically don't do this type of thing here at the Sea Report, but I am a huge fan of Tina Peters and she needs our help. And that is uh, to assist with the recount of the stolen election. Now, I couldn't get into the specifics of this recount, guys. Now, according to what I've learned, a recount is a recount is a recount, which means you're recounting everything, including counterfeit or unlawful ballots. But you never know. Tina Peters is savvy. There could be something totally different going on here. But uh, that deadline for the money to raise for the recount, which I think is also ridiculous, right? Uh, 2000 dollars is uh, tomorrow. So if any of you out there in the audience or anyone who catches this broadcast before manana, which would be uh, July 26, 2022, and you'd like to make a fiscal or monetary donation to Tina Peters' efforts to recount Mesa County, Colorado's uh, primary theft... Well, you can do so today, ladies and gentlemen, by popping on over to www.tinapetersforcolorado.com. That is tinapetersforcolorado.com. If you'd like to give an assist, I'm sure anything will help. Uh, and, and I am also not affiliated and or associated with the Tina Peters campaign for Colorado. I thought I just might throw that in there for any legalese that are flying around like buzzards. Says here, Tina Peters is a gold star mother. She's a patriot. She is running for the Colorado Secretary of State's office. And she had her primary election stolen. She won it. It was stolen. Uh, so if you do donate to Tina Peters today at tinapetersforcolorado.com, you can assist with this recount. She must raise the funds tonight. She has 24 hours to get this done. The state of Colorado is at a turning point. The corrupt politicians in the state stole the primary from Tina Peters. The Democrat cabal is scared stiff of Tina Peters. She knows too much. That is why they stole her election win in the recent GOP primary. She has evidence that her election was stolen and needs to come up with more than $200,000 to perform a recount in the state. These funds are due tomorrow. Tina Peters is the courageous woman who stood up against the corruption in her state. She made a copy of her election machines before performing a function that would erase all the election data on the machines mandated by Colorado's corrupt Secretary of Snakes, Jenna Griswold. And uh, this proved to be a wise decision. She found what they were trying to delete from the 2020 election. And, uh, ooh, this looks interesting. See the short trailer of the upcoming movie uncovering the corruption in the 2020 election by the name of Selection Code. This movie is coming out on August 20th, and Tina Peters is a big part of it. Oh, we're jumping out of immersive. We are jumping out of immersive. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to see if we can't uh, pull this. Uh, yeah, this is the Gateway Pundit. I want to see if we can't pull up this uh, this movie adver advertisement, ladies and gentlemen. I have not heard about this yet, so that is exciting. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this must be it. Oh. Oh, this must be it. Okay, guys, we're going to sit back and watch a movie trailer. This will be fun and exciting and I'm sure educational. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Do I get full screen or not? Well, I guess not. Powered by Frank's speech. Okay. All right. Let's go. 
<laughs> it's okay. If we don't get full screen, we can work with it. Here is that trailer. Let's take a gander, guys. Ooh, I'm so interested to know what this is all about. Here we go. Local criminal investigations into Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters alleged voting machine security breaches continues. If I asked you this question before the 2020 election, are these voting machines secure? I would have said yes. And after the election, I would have said yes. What changed? Tina Peters admits she brought in a consultant to make a forensic copy of the Dominion voting system in Mesa County. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Voting machines in Georgia and Texas switch votes from one candidate to another. Virtually every machine was broken into. Ballot recording machines. Voting machines. 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 Voting machines. Voting machines. 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 Machines, which are vulnerable to being hacked. There is no serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even rig America's elections. We've seen no evidence that any of our voting systems have been tampered with. The November 3rd election was the most secure. It was the most secure. Most secure. Most secure election in American history, period. The process is very secretive. These machines are built by private companies, which we don't have a right to know it goes on inside those. What did you see during the software update? We've uncovered something that they're afraid of. We didn't consider the machines. The information found there is the Rosetta Stone. They made By a mistake and left the evidence in the machine. And you can hide it as well. It's only what the programmer tells to say. It's literally like the difference between going from pickpocketing to credit card fraud. These people are being selected, not elected. It's about who gets to count the vote. Break down my door, terrorize my family. FBI, federal search warrant. What do you remember? Just my mom being handcuffed by the chief of police. This is not what we do in America. You could make it all go away, though. You just keep your mouth shut. You could have your life back. Can't unsee what I've seen. Oh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, it just gets better and better and better. Oh my goodness, how can they refute the stories, the lives, the truth, the evidence, the documentation, the affidavits, the experiences of election fraud is bust wide open, guys. Oh my goodness, guys. Selectioncode.com. Did you see what that did you see what that little tagline said? It's is it who counts the vote or who codes the vote? Now that's the thing that I'm talking about. Unselect committee over there sitting up on your Capitol Hill. Have you guys reviewed the Tina Rep Tina Peters reports? Obviously not, right? Obviously not. That is I cannot wait. Selectioncode.com. Ladies and gentlemen, selectioncode.com come all right i'm gonna be all over that like a uh fat man denied his trans fats all over a bag of potato chips ladies and gentlemen what an interesting interesting i cannot wait i'm literally super excited for that ladies and gentlemen super excited wowzers wowzers guys and with the tina peter story to boot man 
the, the, that is a rock star right there, ladies and gentlemen. That is a true unsung American hero. She's getting her song sang now, and it's about damn time because we need these heroes, ladies and gentlemen, in our lives right now, ladies and gentlemen. All right. That's going to take us right on over to um, Arizona. Speaking of which, we've been, oh man, we're hanging out on, uh, we're hanging out on that side of the Mason-Dixie line today, apparently, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's talk Arizona. Let's talk some election fraud and integrity stories. Because uh, as you know, we're saying we, we have the uh, Arizona uh, primary happening on August 2nd. There's a lot of things riding on this primary. And I would definitely say, at least for me, the number one thing riding is the theft. Okay. I want to see them steal it. Not because I want them to steal it, but because they're going to get themselves caught with their pants down, ladies and gentlemen, right? That's what's happening right now. You want your secure elections? Well, we need the American people to wake up, smell the coffee, pay attention, and realize that the Republican Party is also cheating. The Republican Party is also working against America. The Republican Party is also an agent of destruction for this republic. Now, with that said, ladies and gentlemen... You might notice that uh, <laughs> all of these stories pretty much deal with conservatives and Republicans, but uh, that's not my fault. All I'm doing is just reporting the stories as I find them, right? Aurelius Locke says, so we have covered forensic ballot trafficking and now there will be electronic. Seems laid out that way. Indeed, it took us a long time to get here, my friend Aurelius Locke, where they're finally admitting and talking about the electronic theft of the vote in 2020 and beyond, right? Beyond 2020 and prior to 2020. This is what they've been doing, okay? It, it, isn't it crazy how it, it takes so long for some things to catch, right? But uh, tenacity, perseverance... Uh, you know, endurance, that's where those types of things come in. What is that? Lord, Mc Lord Mullock Brown is to blame. I'm eating potato chips and dip. Hello. <laughs> what are you talking about, Raven? Anyways, yeah, it does look very good. It looks good indeed. Oh, you're talking about you're talking. No, don't you worry. I'm just putting that out there for anyone who's able to support Tina Peters. Uh, it's not a requirement, obviously, but I mean, take care of your family and yourself. Keep your head above water, you know, put the oxygen mask on first and then, you know, if you're able to. But uh, let's talk about Arizona so we can wrap up tonight's sea report. Ladies and gentlemen, a couple of stories and a couple of Arizona stories and two shorties to finish up the night. What do we got going on in Arizona? Maricopa County. GOP chair Rhino opening doors for election fraud in Arizona. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the season. The C Report and all the shows on this podcast channel are 100% listener supported. We don't have corporate sponsors, we don't have independent sponsors. Our sponsors are you the listener. 
So if you like the work we do and like what we have to say and contribute to the world of news and information and entertainment, please show us your support. Make a monthly donation to help sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash the C report. Your support is greatly appreciated. From 99 cents per month to 4.99 per month to 9.99 per month. Every donation counts and every bit helps. Show your support for the C report and other shows on this podcast channel by visiting anchor.fm slash the C report. And thanks y'all. the season indeed. So I'll keep on stressing this point, ladies and gentlemen, I'll keep stressing this point. The closer we get to restoring our republic, the closer we get to returning the seat of power in this nation to the people, we are going to see more and more rhinos coming out. The question is, Is this going to be another visit to the zoo? Is this going to be another walk in the park? Are we just going to snap some photos and, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, put in our social medias that I was there, I saw the rhinos of 2022? Or are we going to do something about it, ladies and gentlemen? Are we going to vote them out of office? Are we going to expose them for their duplicitousness? Are we going to make sure that the nation knows the name of the rhino that we are targeting? Okay, so all of these stories, you know, if I mention your state, ladies and gentlemen, I would highly encourage make a note and uh, hopefully it's not just a mental note uh, regarding uh, the stories that we're disseminating. Uh, Now, here's this story. This is another Gateway Pundit hit, ladies and gentlemen. Fraud alert, Maricopa County GOP chair, Rhino, refuses requests to appoint signature challengers on early ballots. Massive fraud is expected. What the heck? Okay, so it's their job. Okay, we need uh, we need signature challengers. We need poll watchers. We need all of the above. Oh, but guess what? I'm guessing that this rhino, this chair of the Maricopa County GOP, has been called to task. And his handlers, his masters are like, well, you know, you're not going to obviously betray your constituents. You're not going to obnoxiously commit treason against, you know, uh, your state constitution or the nation. But uh, do us a favor and uh, don't don't appoint any signature challengers for early ballots. That's what we need you to do, Maricopa County GOP chair. That's how we're calling you up to bat. Just just an example, right? Uh, Let's see what this article says. It says, this is how they steal. Every ballot will be processed regardless of its legitimacy. According to sources within the Maricopa County GOP, the county chairwoman has refused requests by the Arizona GOP to appoint one or more early ballot challengers before the 2022 primary election in Arizona. 
How can this be lawful? The Arizona GOP recently became aware that, GO, that county GOPs have not used their power to appoint early ballot challengers according to a letter asking county chairmen to make these appointments before the next election. These challengers are different from regular poll watchers. They are tasked with challenging early ballot signatures according to the Arizona Secretary of State's Signature Verification Guide. We suggest that you take steps to ensure that early ballot challengers will be able to observe the signatures on unopened early ballot envelopes and the signatures that they are being compared to, and that a record will be made of which voters' envelopes were challenged, states the letters obtained by the Gateway Pundit. Arizona Revised Statute 16-552 says early ballots processing challenges states the county chairman of each political party represented on the ballot by written appointment addressed to the early election board may designate party representatives and alternatives to act as early ballot challengers for the party. No party may have more than the number of such representatives or alternatives that were mutually agreed on by each political party to be present at one time. If such agreement cannot be reached, the number of representatives shall be limited to one for each political party. And it also states an early ballot may be challenged on any ground set forth in section 16-591. All challenges shall be made in writing with a brief statement of the grounds before the early ballot is placed in the ballot box. A record of all challenges and resulting proceedings shall be kept in substantially the same manner as provided in section 16-594. If an early ballot is challenged, it shall be set aside and retained in the possession of the early election board or other office officer in charge of early ballot processing until a time that the early election board sets for determination of the challenge subject to the procedure in subse subsection E of this section at which time the early election board shall hear the grounds for the challenge and shall decide what disposition shall be made of the early ballot by majority vote. If the disposition shall be made of the, or wait, if the early ballot is not allowed, it shall be handled pursuant to subsection G of this section. Now, section, section H of this says party representatives and alternates may be appointed as provided in subsection C of this section to be present and to challenge the verification of question ballots pursuant to section 16-584 on any grounds permitted by this section. Question ballots that are challenged shall be presented to the early election board for decision under the provisions of this section. The Maricopa County GOP has never used its legal authority to secure elections with an early ballot challenger. The Gateway Pundit reported on the massive voter fraud that was discovered in Maricopa County's 2020 election through uncured ballot signatures that were improperly verified. Dr. Shiva's ballot envelope signature analysis discovered that 200,000 ballots needed to be cured, but only 25,000 ballots were actually cured. Additionally, in a small sample of ballots, thousands of envelopes were found with no signature and thousands had scribbles or bad signatures. As the Gateway Pundit reported, grassroots patriots unanimously voted to reject the certification of the fraudulent 2020 election results at a Maricopa County Republican Committee meeting. Why, then, is the Maricopa County GOP refusing to protect elections and stop 
this from happening again. All Arizona County chair members must appoint an early ballot challenger. Would you guys really like to know why the Maricopa County GOP is refusing to protect elections and stop this from happening again? Oh, I'll tell you why. It's because it's rhino hunting season. Yes, sirree, Bob, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sirree, Bob. It is that we, they are so easy to see right now, guys. The rhinos are so easy to see. It's never been an easier moment in our history to get rid of all of these false representatives and all of their uh, duplicitous natures. Just get them the heck out, ladies and gentlemen. All right, last story coming out of Arizona in regards to election integrity. Cochise County or Cochise County Elections Director Lisa Mara is asking partisan questions of poll workers. Okay, so we got uh, the Maricopa County GOPs refusing to uh, bring in um, early ballot challengers. And now we got another election official in Arizona who's asking partisan questions of people who want to be poll workers. Why, why would they think that that is an ethical thing to do is what I am seriously wondering at this moment. Let's take a look at this article. This one is coming to us from Arizona Daily Independent. The Arizona Daily Independent. It's local. It's legacy. It's requiring some salt sometimes. Let's see what this has to say. Election director's choice of poll workers scrutinized for questioning applicants' political ideology, okay? Remember what I said, guys, from the White House to the State House to even when we're getting down to unelected positions, which we don't have much power over, per se, as far as people's will goes, but... Uh, that don't mean that we can't affect change if we know that an unelected bureaucrat is being a rhino or is being treasonous or is uh, not working in the interest of the people. Uh, that things can, things can get done. Things can change. Things can happen. Uh, but the article says, uh, Concerns have been raised in one southern Arizona county that the local elections director is potentially violating the United States Constitution and state law by vetting poll worker applicants based on their political ideology and attempting to scare off others by asking several in-depth questions about technology issues. In Arizona, uh, each of the 15 county board of supervisors must appoint several election or poll workers for the upcoming August 2nd primary election. Those appointments include one election inspector, one marshal, two judges, and as clerks of elections deemed necessary. Oh, let me put a pause real quick, real quick, guys. Let me put a pause because we are getting, uh, I'm getting a message from over at Foxhole that uh, they seem to have lost my feet. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna pop in an alternate address. And you guys are more than welcome to join me. If you're not uh, catching this feed live over at the voxel.app or pill.net, 
please feel free to join me and the rest of the audience over at Rumble um, uh, with many warm salutations, of course. And uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe and like and rumble while you're there. Okay, cool. Awesome. Welcome on in, all of my friends and family who are not getting the uh, feed over at Foxhole. All right, so uh, let's, uh, let us carry on, ladies and gentlemen. Let us finish up. Uh, oh, and apparently all the channels are down at the moment. Aurelius Locke, thank you for letting us know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, we'll get um, the Foxhole back up and running, but... If that is not the case, then please, by all means, join us over at a Rumble until it is all cleared up. And we're almost done here, too, guys. This is our uh, second to the last article, right? So uh, let's go ahead and swap this up. It says here, uh, in Arizona, each of the 15 county board of supervisors must appoint several election or poll workers for the upcoming August 2nd primary. Um, those appointments include one election inspector, one marshal, two judges, and as clerks of election as deemed necessary for each election precinct or voting center, depending on the process used by a county. Precinct polling stations have been replaced in Cochise County by 17 voting centers, which allow registered voters to cast their ballot in person at any of the centers. And any of those voters who want to perform a civic duty or simply earn $120 for one day's work by serving as poll workers must first pass muster with elections director Lisa Mara. State law applies minimal criteria for poll workers who are provided training by the county in advance of election day. One requirement is that the worker be a qualified voter in the county. Another requires no change to have been made to the voters' political party affiliation or no party preference affiliation since the last general election. However, questions are being asked about the process Mara implemented for selecting Cochise County poll workers. Specifically, there are concerns she is applying a sort of political thought litmus test when reviewing applications. Among the concerns is a question on Cochise County's application about the voters' motivation for wanting to serve as a poll worker. This has caused some consternation given that Mara has posted dozens of negative comments on social media about voters who are concerned fraud influenced the 2020 general election, particularly the presidential race. Mara, who is a county employee running elections for the Board of Supervisors, has also been highly critical about the Senate's audit into how Maricopa County conducted the 2020 election. As an example, here is one of her twat, her, one of her twats. One of her twats reads, here we are for all the Q followers the past four years. What a massive jokes on you moment. It would be hysterical if it wasn't so detrimental to people, all people, not just voters. They deliberately undermined voter confidence and so many took the bait. Scary how easy it was. An attorney who specializes in, and that's an easy question to answer. States are the ones who are in charge of, of elections. Hello. Anyways, so it says here, an attorney who specializes in constitutional law told Arizona Daily Independence that having an opportunity to serve as an election day worker is essentially a presumptive right 
just as it is a right to serve on a jury subject to certain disqualifiers. This means Cochise County officials cannot allow a county employee like Miss Mara to simply establish a I'll take them over there, but not them over here basis for accepting someone as a poll worker who otherwise meets the criteria outlined in state law, the attorney said. Preventing a qualified voter from engaging in this election day civic duty because they have exercised their First Amendment right to express political opinions away from a polling station is just about the most un-American thing I've heard of, the lawyer added. Arizona Daily Independent also confirmed that an elections attorney recently visited the Cochise County government complex on a fact-finding mission. In Arizona, the county chairs of the Democrat, Republican, and Libertarian parties have certain legal rights related to how local elections are conducted. However, Robert Montgomery, the chair of the Cochise County Republican Committee, says Mara has so far refused to provide him with a tentative list of the Republican poll workers under consideration. Montgomery says Mara told him he could find out the names when they are made public at an upcoming board of supervisors meeting. Mara may not wish to make the list of tentative um, poll workers available at this time, but a public records request has been filed with the Cochise County Attorney's Office to determine which of the Cochise County's 2020 poll workers have undergone training for the upcoming 2022 primary election. This is of interest because Arizona law requires county boards to, whenever possible, appoint election inspectors at each voting center who have had previous experience as an inspector, judge, marshal, or clerk of elections. Any Republicans who worked the 2020 general election and expressed an interest in serving this year, but who have been dropped from consideration by Mara, could be a sign that discriminatory practices are being used, the attorney said. Concerns with Cochise County's poll workers selection process goes even further, according to some election watchers. They point to the county's application, which includes a series of personal questions about the applicant's comfort level with technology. That line of questioning could be seen by a court as an effort to scare off older applicants, especially due to the fact most poll workers need only a low level of technological prowess with the Cochise County website notes is included in the required training course. Taken together, it raises the specter of a court challenger, or sorry, a court challenge against the primary election results in Cochise County, according to several interested parties. Here are two samples of straightforward election poll worker applicants applications, one from Santa Cruz County and one from Maricopa County. They do not ask any of the type of subjective questions included in their Cochise County application, nor do they survey the applicants about their technological expertise. Would you guys like to see it? Let's pop that one open and let's pop that one open and let's see what she says. And while we do that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to reset my clock for the last five to ten minutes of tonight's show. Thank you again for hanging out on a Monday evening over here at the Sea Report, ladies and gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure hanging out with the lot of you all tonight. I'd say the best of the lot. And, um, well, we're just about finished here. Let's just go ahead and let's take a gander. What is the difference between an application for a poll worker from a biased 
and un-American um, election official and one that's neutral. Let's see here. What does it say? Uh, from poll worker to truck drivers, the Maricopa County Elections Department is consistently hiring paid temporary workers. Okay. Oh, so here's uh, here's the uh, step one. Fill out the form. Step two, provide personal identifiable, identifiable pieces of information. Submit your interests. Poll worker, early voting or tabulation worker, warehouse worker. That's pretty basic. Makes me wonder what the next one's going to say. Cochise County. Okay. Uh, political party affiliation. Who are you registered with? Okay. Have you served as an election worker in the past? If yes, what position? Do you have your own transportation? Uh, let's see here. Are you willing to be an alternate? What language? Are you willing to be able to work 15 plus hours? Um, let's see here. What election positions are you interested? What is your motivation for serving as a poll worker? What is your best experience as a poll worker and why? If you've never been a poll worker, what was your favorite job and why? What was your least favorite experience as a poll worker? Why? And if you've never been a uh, poll worker before, what was your least favorite job experience and why? Technology questionnaire. Are you interested in the opportunity to learn how to use new technology? When you purchase a new piece of technology, do you prefer to do the initial setup yourself or have someone else do it for you? When using your email, can you download and save an attachment? When using your email, can you attach a file to an outgoing email? Are you comfortable using a touchscreen or kiosk? Have you ever called? That's a lot of technical questions, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, no, that, that is a little bit more than you would expect, ladies and gentlemen from a typical application for a sir, uh, poll worker, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit more. Okay, so well, there you go. So shenanigans all around, ladies and gentlemen, shenanigans all around from Maricopa GOP, the rhinos showing you who they are, down to unelected bureaucratic workers, down to who's this? Our last story for tonight, ladies and gentlemen, coming from Arizona. Co uh, this is uh, about more election shenanigans taking place. This one coming out of Pinal County, Arizona. <laughs> hey, Raven2000. Uh, thanks for joining us over there at Rumble. Don't forget to subscribe and to Rumble. Tonight's episode, if you're hanging out and you enjoy the work I'm doing over here at the Sea Report, uh, uh, Raven2000 does not like those questions either, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> does not like those questions either. Um, but let's see here, guys, what we got, what we got, what we got. Uh, let's talk about the woman on the screen. This is Tiffany Shedd. Okay. Now I'll be right honest with you guys. I don't know a whole lot about Tiffany Shedd, but what I do know, ladies and gentlemen, is that she is running for state AG and she is calling shenanigans on Penal County for some apparent election shenanigans that are taking place right now. It will affect her race, right? It will affect her race. So while I do not know and or endorse this woman, uh, still, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a story here. Let's see what it has to say. Incorrect ballots sent to Pinal County voters weeks after officials ignored AG candidate, that would be Tiffany Shedd, 
They ignored her concerns. All right, let's see what these shenanigans are all about. It says here, unintended mistakes happen in our daily lives. Oh, you couldn't tell this was a Legacy Press article? This is from the Arizona Free News. So let's start making excuses for everyone who's trying to steal elections, right? It says, unintended mistakes happen in our daily lives, in the workplace, and even in government. But one thing Arizonans dislike is when bureaucracy tries to shut up someone who wants answers to why a mistake is not being addressed. Such is the situation for Tiffany Shedd, a longtime Pinal County resident and candidate for Arizona Attorney General who could not get a straight answer for why the new county-issued voter ID cards listed her and her family's address as Casa Grande instead of Eloy. A deputy county attorney recently told Shedd she could no longer contact county elections officials about the problem. And now county officials have admitted that the voter ID card problem was just the tip of the iceberg. Shedd spoke with Arizona Free News about her experience and her frustration that the county has now acknowledged it sent about 63,000 voters in some penal county cities and towns incomplete ballots due to issues with precinct address coding and an undisclosed number of voters in unincorporated areas of the county community received ballots listing municipal races the voters are not eligible to cast a vote for. Uh, let's see here. It says that uh, Tiffany Shedd had this to say. This is an absolute disaster, which is not a Republican or Democrat issue. This hurts everyone. It is a huge problem to receive a ballot for an election that we are not qualified to vote in and to be denied the opportunity to vote in your own city's elections. Is it any wonder people are questioning whether our elections are free and fair? For Shed, concerns about the 2022 primary election started several weeks ago with the receipt of their voter ID cards. My family and I have been trying to get our address corrected for weeks after we noticed our town was changed on our voter ID cards from Eloy to Casa Grande said Shedd, adding that she was concerned their ballots would be challenged due to the incorrect address issue. However, she says the Pinal County Recorder's Office was hostile toward her queries, and then a deputy county attorney told Shedd to stop calling elections officials about the discrepancy. We didn't swear, we weren't disrespectful, but we were pushy because we knew this was going to create problems, Shed said. Our driver's licenses do not match our voter ID cards, and it was unacceptable to me that any elections officials thought it was okay that we might be forced to cast a provisional ballot. Just as bad, says Shed, is the fact county officials provided contradictory excuses for why no one would ch change their address back to Eloy. Among the excuses were that the county assessor changed their legal address, that the Arizona Secretary of State did it, and that redistricting altered their property addresses. One of the most head-scratching reasons was given that 911 services were somehow responsible for changing their voter registration data, Shedd said. The deputy county attorney who told Shedd to stop her inquiries also told her not to worry about the address issue because the family would receive the correct ballot. 
violence. Shedd responded by filing an online complaint with the Arizona Attorney General's office. We'll see how good that does you, Shedd. I mean, if you end up being the Attorney General and, you know, it doesn't sound like you will be, looks like you'll be answering or responding to your own complaint because uh, Bernovich is still over there in that cave out west hibernating as he will be for the rest of his political career. Um, the article goes on to say that Shedd had this to say. The Election Integrity Unit did take it seriously and was helpful within the bounds of what legal powers they have. Shedd also complained to the Arizona Republican Party and the Arizona Secretary of State's office before hiring a private attorney to return, or sorry, to represent her family in the event Pinal County interferes with their ability to vote. Shedd intends to vote in person next week, as we all should, right? Then, on Friday, Shedd's frustration turned to disbelief when her son received a ballot which included the Casa Grande City Council race, even though the family home is not within the city limits. She soon learned thousands of voters in Apache Junction, Casa Grande, Eloy, Mammoth, Maricopa, Queen Creek, and Superior got ballots without the municipal races. Pinal County spokesman James Daniels blamed the ballot problem on human errors. However, Shedd wonders whether election officials could have caught the ballot issue weeks ago if someone had taken the time to research how or why the voter registration system changed people's addresses. Shedd also told Arizona Free News she is concerned with the loss of confidence citizens will have in local elections process especially for concerned voters like her who hit a brick wall trying to address their incorrect voter registration data. How many people who are not an attorney or running for attorney general called someone at Pinal County to report uh, address issues between uh, but were dismissed, Shed asked. Election integrity cannot just be a talking point to get elected or raise money. It is the basis of our republic. Pinal County, in agreement with the Arizona Secretary of State's office, will send supplemental ballots to those 63,000 or so voters whose original ballots were missed, uh, were missing one or more municipal races, but the new ballot will only list the missing races. So voters must also use their original ballot for all the federal, state, and legislative contests. In the meantime, voters in unincorporated areas of the county who have municipal races included on their ballot should complete the portion for the federal, state, and legislative contests. They can simply ignore the municipal races, but Daniels says even if someone casts a vote for one of those races, the tabulation system will not count anything from ineligible voters. So say they... If you guys can believe that. Now, here's what the Pinal County Elections Board released, or the officials of Pinal County released. Pinal County identifies errors with early ballots in seven municipalities. Um, and it says that um, issues are related to missing or inaccurate city or towns in some jurisdictions. These are human-caused errors and affect Pinal County voters in the following cities. And again, those cities are Apache Junction, Casa Grande, Eloy, Mammoth, Maricopa, Queen Creek, and Superior. Here at Pinal County, we strive for excellence, trust, and transparency, particularly when it comes to elections. Right, right. So they had their own little statement there, ladies and gentlemen, from Pinal County. 
letting them know what's been found and what's going on. Pretty insane in the membrane, if you ask me, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, that about wraps up Arizona. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have one final story to wrap up the Sea Report tonight. No, it's not this man here. It is this man here. <laughs> Who's that man on the screen, ladies and gentlemen? Who is that man? Well, it's none other than Ghislaine Maxwell, ladies and gentlemen. We're just going to wrap up tonight's Sea Report with an update to Ghislaine Maxwell. And uh, it appears it goes this way. Ghislaine Maxwell post-sentencing is to be moved to a low-security prison in Florida. So she's returning to the stomping grounds of yore. In other words, basically where she and uh, Jeffrey Epstein were collecting nubiles to sell on the human trafficking market. Uh, but she's going to a low, low-security prison. Uh, I guess we'll see how that works out for Ghislaine. But in the meantime, let's just catch this article so we can close out the night. Article here. Uh, this is from the New York Post. Ghislaine Maxwell can enjoy movies and yoga after transferring to a Florida prison. Hmm. It says here, um, convicted madam Ghislaine Maxwell has been moved 1,000 miles to a soft, low security prison in Florida, one where inmates enjoy movies, a running track, and even yoga in the yard. The disgraced socialite who complained to the UN about human rights abuses during her two years in custody in Brooklyn was expected to serve her time in the Federal Correctional Institution in Danbury, Connecticut, the prison that inspired Orange is the New Black. <laughs> Watch out, Ghislaine. There's a lot of lesbians over there. And they're not all young. However, the Federal Bureau of Prisons confirmed to the Post that the 60-year-old madam was instead moved Friday to FCI Tallahassee, a low-security federal correctional institution in Florida. Her release is currently set for July 17, 2037, a few months before she turns 76. The transfer is surprising given that sentencing Judge Allison Nathan had been the one to request Maxwell be sent to the Federal Corrections Institution in Danbury, Connecticut, just 55 miles north of the city. It also puts Maxwell back in Florida, where her since-deceased ex-notorious pedophile Jeffrey Epstein abused many of his victims. Her new home will be widely different than the conditions Maxwell allegedly suffered during her stay in Brooklyn, where she complained about sharing a tiny cell with rats, having maggot-infested meals, and being put through torturous treatment by the GERDs, ladies and gentlemen. And here is, uh, it looks like a screenshot from the Federal Bureau of Prisons, okay, where you can find an inmate. And indeed, it says here, Ghislaine Maxwell, age 60, located at Tallahassee Federal Corrections Institution, release date July 17th, 2037. And here is a photographic image 
of that facility, Ghislaine's surprise move is confirmed in official Federal Bureau of Prisons records. The low-security FCI Tallahassee boasts far nicer conditions than Maxwell complained about during her two years in Brooklyn. The federal lockup has just over 820 prisoners, both male and female, according to prison officials. While she will be woken every morning at 6 a.m., she will get plenty of movement and activities, unlike the solitary confinement she mostly was subject to while held in the Big Apple. Maxwell, a longtime pal of disgraced UK royal Prince Andrew, will wear a uniform of khaki pants and a matching shirt or can wear a dress of the same color if she prefers, the prison handbook states. And after complaining of being barred from having visitors in Brooklyn, she will be free to get weekly visits up to four adults and eight kids at any one time. The handbook notes programs of occupational training with apprenticeships and courses in horticulture and even cosmetology. The site also has a supply of recreation, leisure, and social programs to help develop an individual wellness concept for inmates. Mm -hmm. Programs include indoor and outdoor activities and range from individualized arts and crafts programs to intramural, intramural team sports such as softball, basketball, and volleyball. Popular activities also include frisbee, flag football, pilates, and yoga, according to the Zucus Consulting Group, which advises people entering prisons. The yoga is likely of particular interest for the madam, who has helped teach the ancient art before. Indoors, inmates can appreciate, participate in various recreational activities, the consultancy said, noting talent shows and movies, as well as art classes. There is also a weights room, as well as an outdoor track. Physical fitness and weight reduction programs are also important activities for inmates and contribute to mental health, good interpersonal relationships, and stress reduction. In addition, inmates can learn to use their free time constructively. It said, noting how the women can have books, magazines, and newspapers, as well as an MP3 music player, radio, watch, and alarm clock. During her sentencing hearing, Maxwell had apologized to her victim, saying that she hoped her harsh incarceration brings them closure. Bubkiss! BS! Shenanigans! While acknowledging the pain they experienced, she put full blame on her ex, Epstein, calling him a manipulative, cunning, and controlling man who lived a profoundly compartmentalized life and fooled all of those in his orbit. It is the greatest regret of my life that I ever met, Jeffrey Epstein, saith Ghislaine Maxwell. The Bureau of Prisons confirmed that Maxwell was moved Friday, However, a spokesperson said, for privacy, safety, and security reasons, we do not discuss any individual inmates' conditions of confinement to include designation decisions or reasons for transfer. And there you have it, guys. Ghislaine Maxwell still living high, even if that hog is a little low. Ladies and gentlemen, she's still living high on that Hog. Aurelius Locke says, should have been forced labor camp. No doubt, right? No doubt. And we also got one coming in from uh, Raven2000. Don't worry, I will be calling tomorrow with some stern talk. Oh, I know what you're talking about over there, Raven2000. 
you are going to get a hold of your representative and you're going to give him a talking to. And that is exactly what we should do. If there's anything that we can do, it is at least, at the very least, share our perspectives, opinions, and desires with our supposedly elected representatives. I should say supposedly elected and supposedly representatives, right? When we're talking about that, guys. All right, y'all. It's been a fun and wonderful evening. Thank you all so much for hanging out this evening over here at the Sea Report for a little bit of America First headlines and news. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's been fun. We'll be back again uh, in the morrow, ladies and gentlemen. There's no telling what type of shenanigans we'll be getting into here at the Sea Report. But as always and as forever, thank you so much for joining us. If you're over at the foxhole.atpill.net, Rumble, Clout Hub, or Twitch, make sure you follow, subscribe, give us a thumbs up. Always great to have new friends along for the ride, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, But with that said, and as we close every show, ladies and gentlemen, as you go out into that dark night, whether it is uh, to uh, hang out with some friends and family or maybe just to get a bite. Be safe and be blessed, ladies and gentlemen. Be safe and be blessed. And God bless America. We'll see you guys next time. Have a great night. Until then. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Though victory is proof of the skills you possess, defeat is the proof of your grit. A weakling can smile in his days of success, but at trouble's first sign, he will quit. So the test of the heart and the test of your pluck isn't skies that are sunny and fair but how do you stand to the blow that is struck and how do you battle despair a fool can seem wise when the pathway is clear and it's easy to see the way out but the test of a man's judgment is something to fear and what does he do when in doubt and the proof of his faith is the courage he shows when sorrows lie deep in his breast It's the way that he suffers, the griefs that he knows, that bring out his worst for his best. The test of a man is how much he will bear for a cause which he knows to be right. How long will he stand in the depths of despair? How much will he suffer and fight? There are many who serve when the victory's near, and few are the hurts to be borne. But it calls for a leader of courage to cheer the men in a battle forlorn. It's the way you hold out against odds that are great that proves what your courage is worth. It's the way that you stand to the bruises of fate that shows up your stature and girth. And victory's nothing but proof of your skill, veneered with a glory that's thin. Unless it is proof of unfaltering will, 
and unless you have suffered to win.